Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee Combos. I've already finished my coffee, Lindsay. How are you? I am good this morning. Um, I have been running errands like a mad lady and it is still raining in Atlanta. It's been raining for a solid week and it is just so drab. I feel like my eyelids like are going to just, they're so heavy. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like they're so heavy. It's just like a sad, gloomy life here in Atlanta. It's been snowing since I woke up this morning and it's coming down so fast. It's like the nice fluffy snow, but it's coming down so fast. I don't think I've ever truly seen snow come down. So like it's coming down like static. Is it sticking though? I haven't looked out the window. I just like I'm looking out, but I'm not looking at the ground. Got it. I'm actually podcasting from the bed today. It's become routine now, so I feel like this is great. So you're just living your best life. My best life. My best podcasting life. But I will say that I was supposed to be in LA this week. Um and I'm really bummed out that I didn't get to go. But obviously, as you guys know, um, I'm going to have to be making child support payments. So I have to kind of rebudget, re-figure out my life. <laughs> what? You got to scale back, honey. Yes. I need to just relax and I need to um, probably get a job, like a real one. I just don't really understand, like, for the life of me. I don't think I'm ever going to understand, but I've got plenty of drab things to talk about, so we're just, like, not going to breathe that into existence today. Okay, I, you're right. I have a ton of stuff to talk about also that I'm... Stuff that you probably actually do not give one single fuck about, but I was <laughs> browsing <laughs> browsing online this morning. Perfect. Okay, so... um. As everybody knows, I have my typical morning routine and I don't know what it is, but I think it's just the weather because Jackson's had this cough and this runny nose, but he's not really sick. So it's weird, like no fever, no like acting weird. He's just got a cough and a runny nose. So every morning when he wakes up, it's like poor pitiful Pearl. You know, it's like he acts like he needs to really be like his back rubbed and whatever. He's just a total man. So I put him in the shower and I start getting ready and I take my dog out. And I don't know if anybody else has the same problem, but no matter how much I try to get my dog to go to the bathroom, like in the pine straw, so she doesn't get crap like all over her from the rain, she refuses to do that for me. And she'll do it for Will, like all day long and does not test him. But when it comes to me, she will walk through the pine straw, turn around, look at me. I will look her directly in her eye and say, no, Della. And then she just bolts off. And I don't know how to fix it. Like I've tried to spank her. I've tried to basically shame her. Like, no, no, Della, like that's bad. But she still does it. Like, how do I fix it? You're asking the wrong person. Like completely the wrong person. I have no, I know nothing. But you have dogs. So, I mean, do you deal with the same thing or is this just like a me thing? My dogs are out of control and um, 
the only thing that I was ever truly able to teach my dogs was to go to the bathroom outside, but I bell trained my older, I bell trained Bear. I put the bells on the doors and trained him. So he yeah. rings the bells to go outside. That was the only thing that I could truly teach him. Like he's almost seven and acts like a puppy and I can't even have him around people. So um, just because he's just acts like a puppy, jumps around, is crazy. So you're truly asking the wrong person. Yeah, guys, if anybody has any suggestions, because I have tried letting her out and if she goes to the pine straw and doesn't look at me like she's going to do whatever she wants to anyway <laughs> and run off. I've tried to do like treats. Um, How old is she? She's like three years old. Or almost, well, she. I think she's, she's three years old. And that's not a puppy anymore. So I feel like you've got your shit together by the time you're three. So you should be listening to me. I don't yeah. get it. And then I let her out so many times a day. And I have these conversations with her. And I don't know if she's understanding or if she's she not like, understanding for sure. Doesn't for like sure me. Not. Or what the situation is, but I look at her and I'm like, hey, Della, you do realize that like I work from home, so you get to go out a lot during the day. And there's a lot of puppies out there that don't get to do the same thing, that their owners work and they are away from their house like nine and 10 hours a day. So you're very lucky that I take you out like eight times a day. And she just looks at me like she doesn't care. And then she just shits on the floor. Yeah. I mean, there was one time where... (laughs) (laughs) What? No, this is a real story. And I... Truthfully, now that you brought it up, I think that this is... I can relate. Because one time I was traveling. So my dogs were at the kennel. And then I went and picked them up and brought them home. And as soon as I bring them home from my kennel, I put them right outside just because I truly don't know, like, how long they've been in the kennel for, um, like, without going to the bathroom. Um, So I let them out, make sure that they remember where their home is, and then they go to the bathroom, and then they come inside. Well, I think Bear, my Rottweiler, was just so pissed off at me. (laughs) And right in front of me, thank God it was on dirty laundry that was, like, literally next to the the, um, laundry room. He lifted his leg and pissed all over the hamper with dirty clothes in it. I just feel like that's not okay. No, and I don't know I don't know if it was like revenge pee. Mm, got it. Okay. Um <laughs> got it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't just want to know horrible. we do our best. I just want to know from the people, from the listeners do your dogs behave you and how do you get them to behave and mind both like people that take care of them? Della minds Will perfectly fine. But when it comes to me, Will says she just has no respect for me because I haven't demanded respect. So I don't really know how to demand respect from a seven pound fluffy black dog. I just don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out in the comments. So somebody please help. Send help, please. Um, in other news, I had my eyelashes filled in this morning. And I don't know about you, but that is such a glorious thing to me. And I know a lot of people don't like it because you've got to keep your eyes closed for like an hour, an hour and a half to like get them filled in. And at first I thought that was going to drive me crazy. But honestly... Every three weeks or three and a half weeks, whenever I get to go, 
it is basically like going to the spa, even though I'm only getting my eyelashes filled in because I get to get under like a cozy blanket and I don't have to worry about who's calling me, who's texting me, what I need to be doing for work. It's like my eyes have no choice but to be closed. So I just fall asleep and it's so glorious. So do you go to like a spa for it or do you go to somebody's house? Because when I was getting mine done, I went to somebody's house and she had like a little back room. Um, Kill, I'm not quite sure what you're doing. Um, <laughs> Delaware doesn't have med spas. Delaware doesn't have spas, period. So what I want, let me not speak at, about Delaware as a whole. Dover, Delaware has nothing. So unless I'm driving like an hour to get to a spa that probably does lashes, which I don't even know if they do in Delaware, um, I you're not you don't really have that option. You just go to somebody's house. Okay, so like I'm telling you, no. my next business venture, if my pot headline takes off, is to open like a full lash blowout braids bar for Del in Dover. Because truly, I just want something where you can get like a nice blowout or you can get your hair braided or you can get lashes, maybe have someone come do lip fillers and Botox. Like I want to do that. That's like my next thing that I want to do. Well, I actually have something to say about that. But no, to answer your question, I do not go to somebody's back room in their house. I (laughs) go to a place that is... um, like a a nail salon and also they have like spray tan rooms and rooms for lashes and waxing. So it's like a full functioning like business establishment. Um, I'm not quite sure how I would feel about going to somebody's house. I feel like I would be freaked out. And what if they were actually a murderer and that was like the way they were going to like try to get people there because they knew probably like pretty girls like lashes. So I don't know. I just feel like I would not do that. I don't know about y'all, but as hard as I try to eat healthy, I still like to know that I'm filling in the gaps in my diet with the vitamins that my body needs. And that's why I love Care Of. It's such an effortless process since the vitamins come directly to your door right when you need them and perfectly portable pouches for your daily dose. So you're definitely not alone. Over 90% of people fall short of the vitamins they need. So support your body with an extra health boost and vitamins that you need for your immunity. Care of makes it easy to get back on the health kick with a convenient and fun way. And that is the monthly subscription box that includes 30-day supply packets shipped right to your door. You can modify your subscription at any time. And the best part is that it costs about 20% less compared to similar brands at local drug and health food stores. So they even have options if you are vegetarian or vegan and they help you get what your body needs. A portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins, which is really awesome. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter coffee. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter coffee. Okay, let's get back to the show. Speaking of murderers, let me just tell you. I don't know why you're laughing because this is terrifying. Um... So a couple weeks ago, Chris's little cousin told us to watch this movie called The Terrifier, and it was actually absolutely terrifying. And when it was over, 
Chris and I were like flipping through documentaries and one came up about the movie Jason. So we had already seen the movie Halloween. I thought that Halloween was based on a true story. To my (laughs) surprise, I'm a freaking idiot. However, the movie Jason is based on a true story. Oh my gosh. See, I can't watch stuff like that. And like the scary stuff. Okay. I can watch scary stuff and like I love to follow real life murder cases and like getting all the details and doing like the detective work, like piecing stuff together. But as far as watching like horror movies where like stuff like jumps out at you or there's like a hot babysitter girl at a house and there's like all these spooky noises and then she like tries to hide behind a shower curtain and then gets killed, like stuff like that. No way. No way. Jason was based on a true story, so I could not even, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that that was like a real story. It was based out of Finland, and there was four campers. It was like two couples. Mm -hmm. They were wanting to go camping for the Mm -hmm. weekend, and um, like I guess like some family like owned like all of the camping areas like on this lake or whatever. Long story short, I don't, I'd never finished it, but I they had a couple suspects of who they thought was the murderer, but um, like one of them was a survivor out of the four that were stabbed. Um, one was a survivor, and they thought that maybe he did it because he was found in like a weird location, and some of the stuff didn't add up. But um, it was very strange, and I I'm shocked to know that that was based on a true story. So, moving on, Kale. Um, let me tell you a scary story. <gasps> oh my gosh! So. Speaking of scary stuff, and you said, like, you can't watch, like, that kind of stuff. Did I ever tell you the story of someone being in my house while I was not there? No. Did I tell this story before? Am I going to be really scared about this? Are you sure I didn't tell this story before? I'm sure. So, when I was pregnant with Lux, um... I had, like, I think my friend Bone and Quay might have been at the house or Coda, which is Bone's sisters. One of, so people were at the house and we were doing whatever. And Bone had gone upstairs and said that she told her sister that she kind of felt really weird at my house, which was weird because that's not a thing. Like, people don't feel weird at my house. But she, like, ignored <laughs> it, came back downstairs, and we had left and went to CrossFit. So I got home by myself. Like, Bone was going to come back to the house. She ended up not coming back. And she comes back to the house, or she doesn't come back to the house. I come back alone around, I want to say it was around like six, right? So my dogs are laying on the couch. I'm on the couch. I'm pregnant. The kids are with their dads. And I heard something upstairs. And it was so weird because my dogs bark and like they will get up if they like someone else is in the house. Because like I said, they act like freaking puppies. We all heard the noise upstairs, right? So me and Chris were not speaking at the time, like whatsoever, And I said, I gave myself a minute and I was like, it's okay. Like maybe Chris is here. I'm going to see him come down the steps any second and scare me or he's just here. Like we're going to talk again. No, but like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're sitting on the couch basically Mm -hmm. waiting for something to happen. Okay. Like just for like a split second, like I had my friend Kristen on the phone and I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but, like, someone's definitely upstairs. And I was like, okay, let me just wait one minute because Chris is going to come down. Like, I thought, like, I really freaked myself out because Chris had a key to my house. So I was like, it's fine. 
nobody comes down, but I can hear them like literally like not rocking, but like, you know, when your steps creak, you can like, if you like not waddle back and forth, but like, yes, like put your weight on each foot. You can like, it's creaking. Yes. My dog's ears perk up. They're getting up off the couch to like, check it out, which is crazy to me. When I tell you I darted out of my house barefoot as fast as I could to get in my car, like, I'm not even kidding. So I call the police. First of all, they told me that I had to call state police, which I'm like, this is fucking 911. Like, I don't know what y'all are doing here, but (laughs) long story short, I drive to the end of my driveway and then park at the end of my, like, in front of my house. But, like, my yard is so big. It's probably, like, half an acre between where I'm at and the house. And the police, the state police take 45 minutes to get to my house. 45 Mm. minutes. I had to call twice because I'm like, where the fuck are you guys? Like, there's someone in my home. Sounds safe. You know what? And it was crazy because it was the summertime. Like, I truly could have been dead in the pool floating in the back. Like, y'all, and y'all took 45 minutes. Like, I I could not believe it. And I said, when they got there, I said, if the back door is unlocked, then someone went out the back door. But nobody would know because... Y'all took 45 minutes and I have a fence back there and they're gone, long gone. So they get there, they check the whole house. The back door was in fact open. <gasps> so you still don't know to this day who it was? No, but let me, when I tell you that I got a full security system, alarm system, ring doorbell, I got the whole nine. Like if you pull up and you pull up to the end of my driveway or even in front of my house at the end of my yard, my phone alerts me that someone has gone past my house. Um, that terrifies me more than anything. And when Will is gone to Texas, he never tells me when he's leaving out of town, as everybody knows. So <laughs> he's really bad about leaving doors unlocked and then not going back and checking them. Like, I don't care if they're locked, like, during the day, if it's, like, somewhere that you're going in and out of, but, like, don't leave the basement door unlocked. Like, that's scary. And I will go around when he's out of town and, like, double check, like, all of my doors. Like, my windows, that's, like, not a problem. They're just never unlocked. So, not a problem. But I feel like so many women can probably relate to this, just that fear of knowing that you're at home with your child without somebody there that could protect you. And there's a lot of creepy people in this world and you never know who's watching or what somebody's capable of doing. And I don't think watching the news and reading articles and like hearing all of this stuff going on helps the situation because it makes you even more paranoid. Right. But, like, no, if the wind blows the wrong way at my house, I think somebody's trying to kill me. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's kind of how I feel ever since that point. And I have all the security systems. I have it on my phone. I have it at my house. Like, I can pull up all the cameras on one screen, plus my dogs. Like, I truly thought about getting another Rottweiler just because he does not like people in the house at this point. Like, he's older. Yeah, he acts like a puppy, but he doesn't really... Like, when we film and stuff, I have to put him up because he's very, um, he doesn't like when people raise their hands at me. Like, even if you're talking with your hands. So, I was like, maybe I should get another Rottweiler because I don't really feel like. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like the dogs are so much responsibility. Um, but yeah, um, that was my scary story. So you guys, who even has a VCR anymore? Because we don't. I wonder if <laughs> even actually some of our listeners have them. Um, you guys know that these are the things that people used to play movies at home, home videos. Well, obviously that type of media is outdated and over, but that doesn't mean that those videos and even old photographs aren't important anymore. So when I heard about Legacy Box, I thought it was such a cool service for anyone who wants to digitize their old videos or pictures from when they were growing up. So it's a great way to preserve memories and just kind of get organized and clean out those closets. Whether it's your wedding videos or pictures from your parents or grandparents, which I know we all have, you can save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever. And you can bring back lost memories to watch and see again and again with the joy of reliving old times with family and friends. There are easy to follow instructions and you receive all of your original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies All the work is done by hand right here in the U.S. So that's awesome, and there's never been a better time to digitally preserve all your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash coffee to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash coffee and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Can we talk about the blowouts? Because, and no, I'm not talking about shits. I'm talking about like I thought hair that's blowouts. what you were talking about for a second and I had to think about what I said. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, okay, so I see a lot of girls talking about and just like kind of like heard people talking about it. How they'll go to like blowout bars and that they are good for like six days with their hair. No. And never. that's just never been a thing for me, or I don't even think that that's a thing for anybody else. I don't see how that's possible. I could never keep it for that long. Like, I could probably do three days max, and the third day being my hair up. Like, if I were to get like a blowout, whether it's straight or like maybe curls, on the third day, my hair would be up in a pony and have like, like a nice ponytail. Because my hair gets oily. I have to, every time I shower, I have to wash my hair. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't wash it every time just because my hair would be so dry because, you know, color and everything that damages your hair that you put on it. So I try to be better. I used to be a daily hair washer. um, And then when I kind of got out on my own, I realized, okay, maybe I'm doing like the wrong thing. Because when I was in college, I didn't know anybody else who washed their hair every day. So it was like, okay, maybe this is the wrong thing, but it didn't stop me from doing it. But as I got older and kind of started learning to do things for myself, I realized, okay, maybe I should wash my hair like every other day instead of every day. Um, But even if I go and get a blowout, my hair is not good for six days. My hair is good for like max three. Same. So much same. So, like, how is that even a thing? And I don't care how much dry shampoo you put in it. Okay, so this is something that my hairstylist taught me. And um, I found that it does work sometimes for me. Um, I've been using my own, my volumizing powder. When your hair is clean and you get it styled with a blowout or whatever, you put some at the root. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use, like, my volumizing powder or whatever you choose. I'm not sure if like the spray 
um, dry shampoo would work. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't. I just don't know. And when it's clean and you get it blowed out and you style it, blowed out, blown out, um, you put a little at the root while it's clean. And then so when it starts to get oily, it'll already start absorbing it. And then you can put a little in the next day and then a little in the next day so that you don't see so much oil. Oh, but, um, got it. Yes. So because I never thought to put it in my hair when it's clean because I was like, my hair's clean. Why do I need it? But it's already in there so that you can, it starts absorbing. Good trick. It oily. Good tip so and trick. What- Thanks, Kale. <laughs> you can thank Taylor at Hair by TK because she's the one that taught me. Um, which actually is crazy because you think about it like, that doesn't really help her out because if she's doing blowouts and she's making them last longer, that's less money in her pocket. So Taylor is the real MVP for that. Exactly. The real MVP. Um, switching gears a little bit though, because I know that you have done Disney and I just wanted to talk about Disney and like packing and being a mom and like being overwhelmed. Um, I did get a message actually lots of messages on my Instagram about going to Disney and where we stay and what like our Disney trips look like and how to make it more affordable and so on and so forth. And as far as the affordability part, I'm not really that great at like shopping deals to be perfectly honest. Um, I try, but I don't really know how to shop deals. I know that sounds horrible. Um, I know that for us, I try to do things like in advance. So I kind of know where I want to stay months in advance. And then I find out how much it's going to be and I go ahead and book it. And then I just kind of start saving and putting money away like a little at a time. And then for Disney um, passes and stuff, you can always, you know, Christmas is coming up. And if you know that that's a trip that you're going to take, you can always have somebody buy you like a daily hopper or something like that for a gift. And, you know, that could help the situation there too. Because I do know that it is very expensive to go to Disney. Um, It it just is. And it stinks because you pay so much money and then you have to wait in these very, very long lines to ride rides. And I need to go back on my computer and pull up my itinerary from last year, which I have changed my whole plans for this year. That was like a first time mom itinerary. And now I've like started to revise that one. So I'm going to load the revision for you guys because that will be much better but Kayla, I was going to ask you, when you go, do you stay like inside the park at a hotel or a resort or like, how do you do it? I've only been to Disney twice, one with the kids and one without the kids. Um, they want, the time that we went with the kids was for my 23rd birthday. Um, we did not stay in the park because we filmed that trip for MTV and they were not allowed to film in the park because Disney and MTV obviously is different. Um, right. I regret that. I think with the kids, even though it is more expensive, it makes sense to stay in the park because you have like the monorail and it's just easier to get back and forth. Um, So when I stayed in the park for the half marathon in February, it just made so much more sense to stay in the park. Um, I hate Disney. Um, So 
I truly don't ever want to go again, but obviously we'll take <laughs> Lux when he's old enough. So I don't have <gasps> advice on that for you. Well, okay. So I used to go to Disney every year as a kid. So it would be like we would go um, around Christmas time every year. Sometimes we'd go in the summertime. So definitely grew up a Disney kid. And Jackson has only been one time. This will be his second time. And he really enjoys it um, the same way that I did as a kid. And he's already talking about his next trip to Disney before he goes to this trip. So um, I actually stay at Reunion Resort, which was what this lady was asking me um, suggestions on staying outside of Disney. And the reason that I prefer this resort is because I just feel like it's only six miles from Disney. And I do understand like what you're saying about making it easier being in the park, but I like to be able to disconnect. So once I'm done for the day, I like to be away from the park and there's like other things to do. So that would be my suggestion for, you know, the moms that have asked, um, Reunion Resort is awesome. Um, I think they have 11 pools and like a water park. They have dining, golf course, like all that stuff they have. And we've just had a really good experience there. So that's what I would say for that. And then as far as packing, I know Kayla and I are much different packers. Um, I try to pack outfits. So I like pair everything up as I'm packing. So it makes the process easier whenever we get there. Cause I know, okay, Jackson's going to wear like this pants with this shirt and it's got like a pair of underwear and a pair of socks and a jacket. And we're, we're cool. Um, Kale, I know you probably throw all of your stuff in the bag. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I hate packing. I hate unpacking. I, I hate packing like all together. Like I hate packing it. I hate unpacking it. I hate doing the laundry part of it whenever you have to get home. I hate the whole thing, but I just do feel like it's a lot easier whenever you put things together because then you also don't forget things. And that is... Can I ask what y'all love about Disney so much? Because I felt like... So when I was doing all my research, it said that like the average person only gets on three rides per day what the fuck do i want to walk around that entire park for to only get on three rides yeah which are probably the fast pass rides okay first of all that could be true that they only get on three rides but i feel like if you know the park then that's a complete like scam because We went on lots of rides the last time that we went, but also I had a plan going into it. I feel like when you go to Disney, you need to have a plan going into the park. It's not like... I guess for us, it was like, we didn't know that you should probably do your fast passes kind of in the same area unless you're going to do them really, really far apart so that you do each air like section or area. Yeah. So that was like one thing. Um... Yeah, I I really prefer Universal only because you can get a fast pass for every single ride in the park and be done with it by three o'clock. I like Universal too. I just feel like it's for bigger kids. You know, I feel like it's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. I did love it as an adult. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and Jackson loves the roller coasters, and I'm just like, 
my gosh, it's terrifying, but also so fun because he's not fearful of it. You know, I don't know if I would rather have a kid that was a crybaby or a kid that's a daredevil. I feel like a lot of moms probably like have that same thought, like which one would you rather have? Hmm. Which one do you have any crybabies or? Lincoln is a little bit of a crybaby. Okay. And then Isaac's like good for everything. Yeah, he's pretty good. And he loves roller coasters and rides. Like Lincoln's more of like very cautious. And if you try to convince him, he'll cry. I do not foresee Lux being cautious. He, it's weird because he knows, like he won't ever like jump off a bed, but like he knows by the end of the bed, like the edge of the bed, he won't, he knows that's the edge of the bed and he's not going to like do anything crazy near it. It's the weirdest thing. Like it's crazy to watch him because he knows. And like, if I'm like standing next to the edge of the bed or something like that, like he knows that he doesn't even reach out. He just knows that. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know that he's going to be cautious or daredevil-y. Jackson's like holding his hands up as high as he can, like on the roller coaster. And it's like, wee. And he loves it. Yeah. I won't let go. um, Like I'm not a let go kind of person. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. I'm terrified. And he's like, mom, raise your hands. And I'm like, well, you're like, no, no, I'm holding (laughs) the back of your sweatshirt so that you don't fling off. Like, please (laughs) don't, don't come at me. So you guys, let's take a quick second to talk about one of my favorite things, which is quip. Quip is designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. So honestly, guys, until Quip, I didn't realize I was brushing my teeth all wrong. I was one of the 90% of people that don't brush for a full two minutes or don't even clean each side evenly. So Quip changed that for me. So as you guys know, my husband uses Quip because he stole mine and he loves it because it's easy and you don't have to remember to buy brush heads. You don't have to remember to buy toothpaste or batteries. And I definitely want to get one for Jackson because he's kind of shown interest in it as well, but I haven't yet. So that's on the Christmas list. And I also really love the multi-use cover that mounts on the mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing for travel. I think that is a total added bonus. So the brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. So you don't have to forget... Or um, why would you even want to use a toothbrush that has old bristles anyway? Um, Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of five-star reviews. My favorite thing about Quip is actually the fact that I can mount it to the mirror so I don't have to have the little cup of toothbrushes on my bathroom vanity. And then I can peel it off my mirror and then just put the cover over it. I love it for travel. You know that Lindsay and I travel all the time. So that's why I love my Quip. They're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals and Quip just starts at $25. So if you go to getquip.com slash coffee right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with your Quip electric toothbrush. And that's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash coffee. Um... Switching gears a bit, I was watching 60 Minutes the other day, and it is so sad to see what this world has come to, honestly. 
I was like almost in tears watching this segment because it was a dad, but also he was a first responder. And he was like going through basically how first responders now are equipped with kits that are for shootings and stuff. And I just find that Wait, to be- what? Yeah, like they're equipped now like on like ambulance or like whatever for a specific gear for if there was an active shooter somewhere and so that they could take care of like a lot of people at one time. And when I was listening to this, I was just like, it is so sad to know that this is what life has become. And very sad that this man is a first responder, but also a dad. So he's seeing it from like a medical standpoint, but also as a parent. And he was talking about how all kids should be taught how to treat a life-threatening wound because of all of the shootings in the U.S. And he has taught his son how to treat a life-threatening wound. And to me, I do feel like that's super important because as scary, and we were talking about the other day on the podcast about how, you know, being a helicopter parent and wanting to guard your children from, you know, too much information and guard them from life circumstances and like crazy stuff. But at the same time, that goes back to, are you being a little bit unrealistic about life and naive to think that your kids shouldn't know this stuff to be prepared in the event of something tragic like that. I'm people always say that I'm like super negative, but I like to look at it as I'm super realistic and I feel like people don't know how to decipher the two and then also with like being naive and sheltering their kids. I think it's important to know, especially if this is the world that we're living in. Like if they were telling me that I should be prepared to treat a life-threatening wound, then that's what I need to learn how to do. But I just think that's so scary and just... It's sad and scary and it's unfortunate, but if that's what we're, if that's the world we're living in, why are we going to not learn? You know what I mean? Like we have to adjust to the times. Well... I definitely agree with that. I think it's so scary and terrifying and hard to talk to like your six-year-old about, you know, that sometimes shootings happen in schools and that if that happened, that this is what you should do. Like you should not have to be talking to your kids about stuff like that. You really shouldn't. It's, I don't know. It's sad, but it's the reality and right, I don't know, right, 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 right. I don't know if you watched the news at all last week, but um, about the Thousand Oaks shooting at yeah, that I did. bar. Well, I didn't watch the news, but I heard all about it. So, I mean, there was 13 people that were confirmed dead and 18 were injured from it. And I kind of followed the story from the time that it was, you know, kind of going on and they didn't really know what was going on to 
you know, the latest. And right. I don't know if you knew, but like Tia or Tamara Mallory, like her niece was actually one of the victims inside the bar. Yeah, I did see that, which is so heartbreaking. And it's sad that, you know, this guy was a former U.S. Marine and suffered from PTSD and just went into a bar that was packed with college students late one night, tossed a smoke bomb into a crowd and just opened fire. That's so... And I think some of the Vegas shooting victims were also victims of this shooting. Yeah, so that's... I read that too, that some of the kids that were, you know, at the shooting in Vegas were also here. And I'm like, wow, how crazy is that, that they made it alive out of two mass shootings? That's... And, but one of them survived the... I think I read that one of them survived the Vegas shooting to then pass away at the California shooting. Which goes to show that it's happening too often, like too often. And there was a man, I don't know if you saw this clip, but it's totally devastating. And as a parent, I felt for him so bad because he could locate his son's Apple watch and his phone was located inside the bar. Like he knew that it was still inside. And at the time they weren't releasing names, you know, right away of the people that they found that were dead. So I just feel like that would be the most heart wrenching thing to know that as a parent, you trust your kids to go out, you know, in this world. And even if they're doing the right thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that the outcome is going to be good because stuff like this happens. Yeah, that's so sad. And I, you think about it all the time. Like, I, you know, you just never know. It's scary to go to like big events like football games or even like school events or even just like out at the bar. It's just so scary. It is. And there was another boy um, from this like whole scenario that was on the news that was talking about um, how he threw a bar stool at the window and it busted the window and he started like helping people get out. And I just feel like how would that feel to be in a situation to where you don't know if you're going to survive you should feel That's safe so somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're going out to have a good time and mm-hmm. you don't even know like if you're going to make it home alive. And honestly, I feel like that stuff like this contributes so much to my anxiety because I think about this stuff all the time. Like there's never a moment that I'm not thinking of like the most morbid things because I know how this world is. And I think you've said it before. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know, and you're like a worst case scenario type person, right? So I always yeah. think like, yeah. what's going to be the worst case that could happen? And you hear about, you know, in schools, 
how they go through, you know, active shooter drills and they go through tornado drills and whatever. It's just so terrifying to me that there are people in this world that could be so deranged that would target specific classrooms or target specific. And there are innocent kids that are being harmed for no real reason. Like, I don't feel like it's a real reason to go and shoot up a bar because you have PTSD. You know, what's crazy like that you talked about that is that, um, not, I'm not trying to make this about me, but just to like put this out there, um, because I'm hated so much from being on teen mom. Um, I am extra worried that I'm specifically a target, um, which sounds completely crazy. And maybe this is anxiety or maybe it's just me being a lunatic myself, but literally have like gone over like with my kids. Okay. What, what do we do when there's, if there's ever an intruder in the house or what we do if, you know what I mean? If yeah. I've no. gone over that with my kids and I don't scare them. Like I don't ever put fear into them, but I say, you know, sometimes things happen and this is what we're going to do if this happens and then they know what to do. But I, I definitely. But like as a parent, I'm, how did you approach that with them? Because I just had this conversation today with another mom about mm-hmm. how she actually brought it to my attention. She was like, you know, as many people out there that can love you, you have as many haters out there too. So yeah. mm-hmm. how do you protect yourself? Are you aware of your surroundings? Are you, and the sad thing is, is I've become way more aware of my surroundings in the past year, um, just from people basically calling me out and being like, you're oblivious to like what's going on. So like, how do you prepare your kids? Um, well, so I don't even really know how it all started, but I know, you know, I told you the story earlier about someone coming into the house. Thank God my kids weren't home for that, obviously, because that's terrifying. But I remember, um, Javi and his friend were like trying to be in like the police academy or whatever. And, you know, I don't know what conversations they were having over at Javi's house, but Lincoln came to my house and he was like, oh, like, you know, like my uncle Al fights the bad guys and, you know, he, he puts the bad guys in jail and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of like where it stemmed from. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's going to be a cop and he's supposed to protect you. And, you know, that's what cops are supposed to do. Um, And I said, you know, if there's ever somebody that comes into our house, this is what we're going to do. And I kind of just like told Isaac and Lincoln, like, I'm not going to tell everybody on the podcast what what I said, because I'm afraid um, someone will know my plan. But, you know, I kind of broke it down to them and and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, if something ever comes up where it, it fits, I would also reiterate it again. Like, this is what we do if something like that happens. Or, I mean, kids see stuff on the TV all the time and they hear things and they talk to their friends at school and some little kids are around big kids. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm glad that my kids kind of trust me to talk to me about stuff like that. And if they're scared or if they think there's a bad guy, like we go over all of that. So, I mean, it just goes back to that conversation we had about open dialogue. However, that being said, I don't think that you can ever truly prepare for something like the shootings in Vegas and California and all the shootings that we've had recently um, you know, there was the one in Pittsburgh not that long ago. You can't truly prepare for stuff like that. I think that's terrible. And the the thing is, too, is um, a lot of it goes back to mental health and like the awareness that mm-hmm. is out there. And I feel like 
people hear about it, but I feel like a lot of people think that that's a cop-out, but there really are people out there that do have mental illnesses and it is a real thing. And it shouldn't be overlooked because this guy specifically was an ex-Marine, 28 years old, PTSD, um, lived in a manicured neighborhood and neighbors had actually called the cops on him and like had expect like suspected emotional issues and this was like way back in April and it was like a disturbance of peace and he was like acting completely irrational and they decided that at that time he didn't meet the standard for an emergency psychiatric hold so obviously this guy had a history of things that could have maybe led up to this but I don't know that anybody could predict that. See, and that's the thing is like, I don't truly think that there is always a pre, like a precursor. Like, I don't feel like there's ever, like, if you look at the lineup of like, you know, the people who have been charged with all of these things, like, yeah, there might've been something off, but then also there might, nobody might've noticed anything and you just don't know. Right. And a lot of times I feel like these certain um, events that are like catastrophic and like mass shootings, a lot of times, yes, there could be um, symptoms of this person having mental health issues. However, the shooting might be like the first thing that they did to really be like, wow, that person needs help. Right. Which is terrifying. Right, right, right. Of course, that's what I that's what I was saying. Like there might not be warning signs. Like you don't really know. I just it's it's so sad and I feel for all of the families that have been affected Same. by, you know, have lost a child or a loved one, spouse, whatever it may be that has to live with this for the rest of your life knowing that I feel like there are ways to prevent these things, but I just think that maybe we don't know where to start. Yeah, I don't think there's a real way. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, like it's always, you can prevent certain things, but you always have to have a starting point to be able to do that. Like where do you start? I don't know. I feel like the world is so chaotic that it's just... It's bizarre. So one thing that I love most about BioClarity, even though you know I love it all, is that it's so hydrating. As I told you, I use the clear skin routine and I use a mask to just kind of keep it extra moisturized. I love BioClarity. It just makes my skin feel super fresh and clean and I love it. So as y'all know, my routine never changes because it absolutely works for me and I could not be happier. I use the um, essentials routine and it is just the three-step system. The Sudsy is another product that I absolutely love and it is new for those of you who have not ordered it yet. It is the body wash and it smells like tangerine, grapefruit, and lemon, I believe. And I am just thrilled about it. So as I was saying, BioClarity is a complete skincare routine delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step system And what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. 
Fluralux has antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties that feed your skin from the outside in. So get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to bioclarity.com and our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine plus shipping is free. So this also comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you have to enter our code COFFEE. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code COFFEE. Let's get back to the show. Um, Speaking of California, um, the fires, I... The wildfires. I cannot believe... I have been watching the coverage on these fires... um, all week. And I just can't believe, obviously, you know that fire can destroy like very quickly. But I think that I maybe was ignorant to the fact of knowing how fast it can spread that far. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I didn't, I was definitely ignorant to, to that, all of that. I didn't realize how fast and how far and Honestly, I did not realize how frequently that California has wildfires. I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, I've heard about it before, but never to, you know, this... This extent. Like, extent. And I just, I think it's so crazy. And, you know, I do feel like there are situations like this happen and it really opens your eyes to how precious life is and how quick something can happen and just like destroy your whole world. I did see that um, Gerard, I want to say Gerard Butler lost his home to a wildfire. I think Miley Cyrus Um, did. um, The Bachelor Mansion was destroyed. Um, um, I saw that Kim and Kanye West were hiring private, I don't know how true this is, but, um, hiring private firefighters, um, to help fight them. I, that, I didn't know Miley Cyrus lost a home and the bachelor mansion. So what does that mean for the show? I have no idea, but I just, would just like create a new location that maybe is the same. Maybe so. I don't know. But I saw that and I was like, wow. Um, And obviously stuff like that doesn't mean that that's like more important than anybody else's home by any means. Oh, no, 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 no. But that stuff makes the news, you know? So um, I saw that and I was like, wow. I also saw that there was like a ton of people that were concerned about the animals at the Malibu Wine Safari um, because I, I, for whatever reason, they were tweeting about it to Chloe Kardashian and I didn't really understand that whole thing. It's because but I guess there was It's because she has like a true love and obsession for giraffes and so that's where all of that came about because of Stanley. Got it. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I saw that there was like a ton of people freaking out like trying to make sure that the animals were safe, which I never followed up on, but I hope that everyone's okay and that everyone who you know has somewhere to go, if nothing else. I mean, I know that's so, so heartbreaking. I want to say that the last thing that I read about it was that over 170,000 people had evacuated already. And oh wow, I couldn't figure out, this might also sound ignorant, but I couldn't figure out how it started because 
I guess like a wildfire truly is a wildfire and it just starts. But I couldn't like wrap my head around that for whatever reason. So um, I had read that like the fire chief had said that they had not seen like a fire like this for, well, ever, but fires in many years and that basically the drought stricken like fuels the Santa Ana winds and that the low humidity and high temperatures was just a recipe for fire. But then I also read that the Pacific Gas and Electric Company reported that there was a problem on an electrical transmission line near the site of Northern California um, fires that had been 15 minutes before the blaze broke out. So it makes me wonder if that... If that's where it started. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to read up. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to read up and see what... I'll Are all the fires out now? No, I think they're still not all... Um, I think they're still not all out at this point. But I will say that the last thing that I read about it was that at least 56 people had been found dead in the recent days. And that was oh, wow. making the 215 square mile campfire the deadliest in California history. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Horrible. And I, I keep seeing all these things about like all of these animals that um, were being rescued. You know, like I saw on Snapchat where people were rescuing cats and all this kind of stuff, just trying to help. But it is nice, honestly, to see in such a horrible situation that people will come together and help each other because you know, you don't see that every day in just like general circumstances. You're driving down the road, you see somebody broken down, chances are somebody's not going to stop and help them. But in like severe situations like this, when people do lend a helping hand, it's so refreshing and nice to see people do that. Yeah. I'm glad that, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Of course. That's so, I did not know that that many people passed away from this. So that's really devastating. Um, on happier note, I saw that you put up your Christmas tree. I did. I put up. Okay, listen. So you're basically I a cheater. Decorate. You know what? I just was in the mood to, first of all, um, I didn't decorate last year. So I wanted to make sure that we went into the holiday spirit with lots of spirit. And... Um, that was to put up the Christmas tree. I also put up garland on my balcony and I also put lights around Lincoln and Isaac's. I put lights around Lincoln's bed and lights on Isaac's cur- like um, curtain rod and um, just a couple things. I put a couple throw pillows on my living room couch, but I didn't want to go too far without the kids. So the rest of the decorating will come when I get the kids back. So you really went out today. Yeah, but here's the crazy thing and I'm bitter but also not bitter I'm kind of laughing at this point like (laughs) I bought all that stuff before I knew about the child support stuff so like now I'm like only half in the holiday spirit at home so like I want to buy more Christmas stuff but also don't know if I need to if I really should spend that money because it may need to go towards child support but Kale like I'm, I'm so confused Okay, and this is 
also going to sound so stupid, but obviously, like, I don't know a lot about, like, real-life stuff, clearly. Um, But how does child support actually really work? Because I don't know how you have to, like, save for it or whatever. Like, does it just come out of, like, a monthly check or... Yeah, they would take it automatically out of my bank account every month. Oh, my God. And then... And so... Do you have to pay, like, the back child support, supposedly? I don't know. Or you don't know? I mean, that's what he's asking for, but I don't know if that is actually going to happen. I don't know. Like, I might owe, you know... A ton of money or I might know I might only owe a little bit or I don't know like I guess we wait until trial but I'm just scared because I don't want to spend money that I normally would have for like stuff like this if I'm gonna have to pay you know what I mean right so again so I'm not being negative just preparing. like realistic you're preparing right. yourself like, yeah especially if I do have to pay back child support I don't know what that would be either like I don't know number wise what that looks like so that might be money I don't have. So that might be money I actually have to save for, you know? So it's just, I don't know. It's a fucking clusterfuck. But well, on a brighter note, according- I have the tree up. <laughs> <laughs> according to our Instagram, um, people basically said it's like a scam and you shouldn't have to pay. So I just wanted to throw that people- out there. I wanted, to, I wanted to fight people on my Twitter, though, because they were like, oh, you know, you deserve this. This is what you deserve, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, well, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's the way it works. Maybe listen to the full podcast. I definitely said that child support should be paid when warranted, but this is not. So moving on, we don't have to talk about child support anymore. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> proceed, Kale, proceed. Um, I, what I was going to say is that there's a new Grinch movie out. Did you know that? Jackson's already seen it. What? Yeah. How? He, he saw it on the first day when it came out. came out on November What do you mean? 9th. It did? Yeah. Like, what where the are hell? you? I don't even... Are you behind the times? I didn't even know there was a new Grinch movie coming out. And then Lincoln told me. So I was like, oh, yeah. Like, when does it come out? Like, apparently it's already been out. And so now I want to take him to see it, but... Well, what the hell? I didn't even... I thought it was, like, coming out. Jackson really liked it, but he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that, like, there's another Grinch and why this one wouldn't be called Grinch 2. He couldn't, like, comprehend. Well, because there's, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But in his mind, he thinks, you know, like, it's, like, Incredibles 1 or Incredibles and then Incredibles 2 he thinks it should be like maybe how the Grinch stole Christmas and then like Grinch and then Grinch too. He doesn't understand that it can like just be Grinch. <laughs> I mean, I guess I understand that like makes sense. Like why he would think that, um, you know, okay, how cause we were talking about like how kids are basically just like rogue in this world now and they're just basically doing like whatever they want to do. Yeah. Okay, so I saw this thing on CNN about how vaping increased nearly 80% amongst high schoolers and 50% amongst middle schoolers last year. 
And that prompted the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to propose new measures against flavored nicotine products. So I just think that's kind of like crazy that kids are vaping in high school or middle school. That's not a thing. What's crazy to me is I thought, and again, this is probably me being ignorant because I am fucking ignorant. (laughs) I thought... That a vape was to get people to stop smoking and they would vape and slowly come off of the nicotine. That's what Same. I originally thought it was for. Me too. Because I have a friend who would smoke cigarettes and then she stopped smoking cigarettes and then she would vape. So I'm like, okay, she's trying to quit cigarettes so that she can slowly stop vaping. People I know now, they're just starting to vape just for the sake of vaping, just to do it. And I'm like, but you never even smoked cigarettes. So I'm confused. What is the point? Why would anyone just pick up a vape just to pick it up? I don't know like who just like vapes to vape, but this article was talking about how one in five high schoolers have vaped in the past month and that it just like keeps going up. And I don't understand why parents would be letting their kids do this like in middle school and high school like it's dangerous because they're I think that they're ignorant to it like us I didn't know that vape was had like as much I didn't know it had as much nicotine as it does and then also between that and like the hookah like people hookah there's hookah bars hookah lounges so like that with the vaping the whole thing just doesn't make sense to me because i'm not just picking up like a jewel everyone makes a big deal about their jewel and i'm like i don't (laughs) know what the fuck a jewel is why you have it why you want to do it i don't understand i don't want to pick up a cigarette i don't want to pick up anything that has nicotine in it flavored or not flavored why would i do that if i never smoked a cigarette well that's why they're saying that it's like so popular because of the flavors and so that's why it's more appealing to these younger kids because it's not as harsh as like a regular cigarette. You can get like any type of flavor. So I think that's one of the problems, which is why they're trying to tighten down on these companies or whatever that sell the juice or whatever they put into the vape. I don't even know about vapes. The only thing I've seen about vapes that scare me to death is like all of these articles like way back when when I saw people's faces getting blown off because they're, like, blowing up. Did you see that? It was, like, way long ago. What? Yeah, like, where vapes, like, blow up and it, like, blows people's face off or whatever. Like, yeah. That's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, first off, Jackson, please try me. Like, come. But who decided that vaping was cool? I don't know. Nobody decided it. Like, whether it's flavored or not, who decided that that was cool? Like, walking around and just, like, puffing on it and then, like, trying to act like, like I know someone. Cool. And then they do it inside the house and stuff, like, just yeah. to do it. Like, like what are you... I don't understand. Like, you might as well light up a cigarette and puff it. I but don't know. I feel like people used to um, try to, like, smoke cigarettes to be cool back, like, when we were in school. And I don't think it's cool. Like, I never thought it was cool. Like, one time, I never thought it was cool. I never thought vaping was cool. So, if you listen to us and you're vaping, 
maybe you'll reconsider and understand that they're just as bad for you as cigarettes. So we advise. Correct. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Just don't. And also if your high schooler or middle schooler is vaping, CNN is saying that it is a gateway to worser things. So just letting you know. I saw there on MTV, they had a commercial about it and they were, they were talking about how, I don't remember what the statistic was, but it was like something times more likely to smoke cigarettes. Like if you're vaping, yeah, you're that's like what this article was saying smoke. that it's a gateway. Yeah, I to, saw that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, switching gears again. Um, remember a few weeks ago on the podcast when we were talking about how we always think that like crazy people live in Florida or South Carolina whenever they're yeah like we're finding all this stuff out. Okay. So people were responding to that, thinking that that was so funny, but a lot of people said that it was Florida too. And I don't know why I thought it was South Carolina, but I think it's because I'm following some of like the South Carolina news stations. So that's pops up like more for me versus just like random anywheres. But I did see this one thing about a Florida man stripping down to his underwear and Crocs and jumping into a crocodile pool. He gets, yes, he got bit. Yeah, and then climbs and then out. got out. And then got and in then again. Get, yes. And it's always fucking Florida. You know what? You know what it really started for me about the Florida, like, craze, like, the crazy people in Florida was the fucking bath salts. Wasn't that everywhere? It was everywhere, but I just remember seeing, like, the bath salts freak stuff happening in Florida. Kale, people were eating people's faces off everywhere not just florida in florida but i <laughs> what? <laughs> what i'm pretty sure like you're talking about the bath salts where people were like eating each other's faces off and stuff right yeah but i saw original headlines from florida okay well and so that's that could where... be true but i'm just saying i know it was happening like way more places than just florida oh i bet i bet but it seems like florida is the ones that make the news but also like what kid developed bath salts? Like, what kid decided it was a good idea to, like, snort that? First of all, I were they actual bath salts? Like, were they salts that go in the bath? Like, like a bath bomb? Okay. This is probably going to sound so dumb. But what I was imagining was, like, they crunched up, like, bath bombs and, like, snorted them. Is that what it right. is? Like the bath salts. I, that, I didn't picture like the bath bombs getting crushed up, but the I've seen like the colored and um, scented salts that you put in your bathtub. Yeah. That's before before bath bombs was a big thing. Like I thought that I'm assuming that's what it was. I also, yeah, I, but we're talking about the same freaking mindset as the kids that are eating Tide Pods. True. Which, who thought that was a good idea? I just don't understand. Like, when I was a kid, I was fucking lining up my stuffed animals and playing school and teacher and wore Bermuda shorts down to my knees until I was old enough to drive. I don't understand what is going on in the world. I don't understand what's going on in the world either. But can I tell you this story about what I do at night? Oh, God. Go ahead. Okay, so take a shower and 
lay on the bed and watch TV for a little bit. And I don't really even watch it. I'm kind of like mentally checked out. It's just on. So I don't even know what it's watching. Like, I don't even know what's on there. I'm just have it on. And I'm laying in the bed. I get my phone plugged up. I get my alarm on, like everything. And Will doesn't come to bed until later. So when he walks in the room, he's like, assume the position. And normal people would think that that's like a sexual thing, but it's really not. So I have this back roller that has like balls on it and it's like spiky. (laughs) I have one too. It came in my FabFitFun box. Yeah, that's where I got it too. Um, Bitch, if you don't want yours, I'll take it for my Christmas present. (laughs) And then, because he knows I love it so much. Well, okay, let's just like rewind for a second. So I got this thing in my FabFitFun box and I keep telling Will like it's the best thing that I've ever gotten as a present from anybody. And Will's like, but you didn't get it from anybody. Like it was in a FabFitFun box. So it technically wasn't really a present. And I'm like, it's really the best thing. And if something happened to it, I would be totally devastated because I use it every single day. And... When I packed to go on my last beach trip, then I put it down in my bag. And when we got to the house, Will was like, are you kidding me? Like you travel with this thing? And I'm like, yeah, like I really travel with it. I love it so much. And Will can like roll that thing on my back. And I feel like I have been at a massage for like two hours, like at least. And then he can like put pressure on my back and it'll crack like a million times. I'm not even kidding. It's the most satisfying thing in the world. I'm going to have to use mine. I I have it, but I never really used it. You don't need like it. Just give use. it to me. <laughs> you need one for travel and one for home. Yeah, because I'm afraid these balls are going to pop. That's like what I'm afraid about. Well, maybe FabFitFun will send you another one. I've got to find out what brand it is because I would seriously give this as a gift to people, but I will tell you, Will used it on his brother, like on our vacation, and he said it felt terrible on his back. So maybe I'm just weird, um, but I really like it. It gets out the kinks out of my shoulders. It feels so nice. I'm telling you, it's so good. I just wanted to let you guys know that when Will comes to bed, he tells me to assume the position and the position means that I need to get flat because he's going to try to kill me with this ball roller from FabFitFun. Like I really think he tries to kill me every night. (laughs) When I tell you, Kale, he rolls it so hard and sometimes it like hits my spine and I'm like, oh my God, I think I just briefly died. And you're like, it was so worth it. But yet it was so worth it. Yeah, so satisfying. Um, well, damn, I had like more stuff to talk about, but we're out of time. We always run out of time. So next week, <laughs> we'll have more to talk about. Absolutely. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the time with your family. We have enjoyed talking about all this nonsense with you guys this week. If you have not followed us on at coffee combos podcast, um, on Instagram, you can follow us over there and make sure if you have not left us a five-star review on iTunes, it is very easy. You just click the fifth star. You can leave a written review and we do read those and love to hear the feedback from you guys. 
love all of the support that you send us and messages on Instagram. Some of the things that you guys send is absolutely hilarious. So keep it coming. We love y'all and we'll talk to you next week. Bye guys. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 